Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 91. It is Wednesday, August 26th, which means it's Carter's birthday today. My little baby boy is 13 years old. There's nothing little about him. Happy birthday, buddy. I know I don't see him enough. You guys heard him. He was on the podcast, actually, and he did a really good job. Uh, he's playing football. So I think school started for him. And I'm actually going to see him this weekend at my brother's wedding. Another shout out, my, my, my brother Joe, brother Joe and his, his fiance Jess are getting married this weekend. I'm in the wedding. We're all excited. We're planning this big trip. Me, Robin, all the fucking kids. It's going to be a blast. So shout outs go out to the good old Blast and Cast podcast. My buddy Theo and, and his buddy put on a podcast over in Minot. And it's a fishing-based podcast. They hit up, they put up episode 15 the other day. They're cruising along with it, doing good, good content. Uh, they're getting better with the speaking uh, day by every podcast they put out. I say day by day. Every podcast they put out, they're getting better. And that's what it's all about. The more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. You're not just going to start off being a fucking pro. You got to practice, practice, practice. You got to just get out there and do it. Other things I'm streaming, you guys, if you guys want to hit me up, Funny Welder Gaming, uh, my gamer tag on Xbox, if you want to play with me, is Funny Welder. I've been trying to change my gamer tag to Funny Welder space FB, like as in Facebook, so that way, when you, the thing is, is when you're in a game, you're kind of promoting yourself. You'll kill somebody, or somebody will be on your team, and they'll be like, Facebook, he's on there, and then they'll search for you and find you. You might get a new follower, you might get, you get some views out of the deal, just kind of promoting yourself. Uh, my cousin Brian's been, he donated me some, he'd some stars and for every star he get, it's just a penny, but he's been donating me a little bit here and there. And he, I don't know why he does it. I tell him he doesn't have to. I'm like, dude, I don't, don't do that, man. Like you're, you're la family, la familia. <laughs> I try too fucking hard. You guys. Okay, well, that's the shout-outs. Hit me up, you guys, DavePodcast1 at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor my podcast, let me know. If you want me to talk about something, uh, talk about a company, an organization that is, is it's a, good, a good company, uh, let me know. I'll talk about them, you guys. I don't care. Uh, what else we got? Like I said, Funny Welder Gaming. I'm Dave Helmberg on podcast. I'm podcast. I'm so glad I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Dave Helmbricht on Facebook, uh, Funny Welder on pretty much everything else. So enjoy the podcast, you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrett. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I always start out the podcast by talking about what's going on with me, what's going on in my life. Start pain management uh, last week, and they're looking at putting a stimulator implant into my neck, and hopefully that'll... I'm not actually 100% sure on how it works, but it'll supposed to calm the nerves, help the nerves work the proper way so I don't have so, so much pain in my arm and my shoulder. Uh, a couple of people... Uh, my buddy Matt, he just had it put in his back, and he said he's having phenomenal results. Uh, if you guys know anybody or if you have had a, a stimulator put in, uh, hit me up with a message and let me know how it went for you. Uh, I'd, I'm very curious to see how it goes. And right now, I mean, I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but I really hope I find something that can freaking 
relieve this pain so I can get back to living my, my normal life. And obviously I can't get back in the gym and do jujitsu and I can't do the crazy physical stuff that I used to do, but maybe it'll at least, you know, give me some motivation to, to get going again and just be the old Dave I used to be. And I, and I feel it coming around a little bit. Like I've, I've been me more. I've been like, I catch myself singing and dancing a little more like before I couldn't even like, I just had to force a smile but it's it's I think you know they got me on the right meds now. I am definitely uh, my mood has definitely changed a lot, and I'm feeling a lot better. We're currently fostering two puppies, and it, puppies are a pain in the ass. They don't you know they poop and pee in the house, and they don't know any better. And we you know we try to take them outside as often as possible. They're very timid and shy, uh, but once you get them going, they're pretty uh, pretty fun puppies. What do we think they are? Border collie mix of some kind, but they're cute as cute as all uh, cute as all hell. Call them Hendrix and Grayson. Hendrix and Grace. Yeah. Uh, so we had to go with an H and a G. Those you don't know, with every foster we get, where you're going down the line of the alphabet and picking a name. Oh, we've been watching some shows. If you guys want to watch a really interesting documentary, it's called Tread, and it's about this guy in Granby, Colorado. Uh, he moved there. Uh, he's from South Dakota, and uh, some of the town locals who have been, you know, the good old boy system, some wealth passed down to him, land and stuff, uh, made it a hard time for, for him to hook up his sewer and his water, and they just push him around a whole bunch, and he ends up getting fined for... Not having sewer and water hooked up. Well, you finally has had enough, and he buys a bulldozer and pretty much makes a tank out of it. And it's and he just unleashes his wrath on the town. You have to watch it. Uh, the guy was a really good welder and engineer, and, and the way he made this bulldozer is just it's incredible. Uh, give it a watch. It's pretty good documentary. We finished up Shameless. I don't even know what season 10 I think it is. I'm not even sure. That's on Netflix as well. And there's always crazy shit going on in Shameless. Uh, it ended pretty good. So give it a watch if you're not into Shameless. I watched the movie Project Power with Jamie Foxx about somebody creates a drug where you take it and you have five minutes of some random superpower. And you don't know what it's going to be till the first time you take it. Some people die when they take it. It's kind of like too much for them. I can't even think of his name. He's the he played Robin in in Dark Knight, Batman's and stuff. Uh, he was in a bunch of different movies. He's a really good actor. It was it was a good movie. I really liked it. It's really sci-fi. So if you're not into the sci-fi stuff, you might not like it so much. But I I really enjoyed it. Uh, fishing a lot lately, and fishing to me is just so relaxing and stuff. And I'm actually gonna get into fishing and talk a bunch about my my life with fishing here in a little bit. Oh, we got the three-minute rant. Am I ready? Am I ready to talk about what's going on? And just for three minutes, I bitch and complain about what's going on. So I don't, I, I limit myself to three minutes. Let me get the stopwatch ready. So that way I don't, I don't sit here and, and consume the whole podcast with me just fucking being angry at what's going on in the world right now. So let's go. Three-minute rant. First thing I want to talk about is when an incident happens, Police shootings and anything that happens that's significant and the media is going to use it to, to neglect or or, make, or do it for their agenda. Know all the facts first. You got to understand that when you're reading something that was on the news or you're seeing something that was on the news, it's not always the facts and it's not always 100% truth. Look at that Covington church, uh, Catholic church kid. Uh, they went out and trashed him right away and he ended up not actually being 
you know, some snotty little kid like everybody said he was. So when the media comes out with some shit right away, just chill, relax. And I'm guilty of it too. The other day I with the Wisconsin shooting, I was like, it's horrible. And I didn't really pick a side. It was a very horrible situation. When somebody gets shot and killed, it's always a horrible situation. Yeah, you can dig up the guy's past and say he was a criminal and a freaking bad person and, and whatnot, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't give the cops the right to shoot somebody. Uh, that person doesn't necessarily need to lose their life. So a lot of people fuck up in life and they, and they turn it around and change. So the video comes out and it just shows a guy. The first video I saw it shows the guy walking around the front of the vehicle and a cop's kind of chasing him a little bit, grabbing his shirt, and he opens the door to his vehicle and, and climbs in. And then instantly that cop uh, shoots him, I think it was seven times. Uh, to me at first, when I watched it, I was like, wow, that is excessive. Why do you got to shoot a guy seven times? And I still think it's a little much. Uh, there's a picture circulating that the guy had a knife. Uh, it's a really blurry picture. It does look like one of those hook type knives. And, and, and then I see another video come out and they, it shows them wrestling with the guy kind of by the passenger rear wheel and these fucking cops, man, they got to learn some hand-to-hand combat, do some jujitsu or something. Like, I feel like I could have fucking held the guy down by myself. You know, I could have subdued him by myself, and I'm a little guy. But I know I'm trained, and I've been doing that kind of shit for a long time. And, you know, when a guy is, is fighting to not go back to jail, he's going to, he might be a little, he might be pretty crazy to, to fight back and get away from you. But, man, these cops need to learn some hand-to-hand combat, like, real quick. But all of a sudden, you see the cops uh, gain some distance away from him and pull their weapons. So that kind of tells me that the dude might have pulled out a knife or did pull out a knife. And at that point, as a cop, you don't really go hands-on anymore. If somebody's got a knife and you can actually still take the knife, you, you can still, if you go at them hand-to-hand, you're going to get cut. You might get sliced. They cut you in the right place and you're dead. It is just, it's at that point. You got to gain your distance and, and pull out your weapons because now uh, major harm and death uh, can actually occur. And then I heard they try to use less than lethal. They're tasered, uh, something that didn't operate right or didn't deploy properly. Or maybe these cops that couldn't fucking wrestle a guy to the ground, at least three of them couldn't, uh, didn't know what the fuck they're, how to even use their taser. Who knows? Well, and then after that, they kind of just let the guy kind of go. And like, there's the next part is when he gets in his car and they shoot him. Uh, just know your facts at first. Like I said, I was a little bit, uh, you know, was a little bit to jump the gun on, you know, saying the cops shouldn't have did what they did. And, you know, I don't know. And people are like, well, he, he said he was going to get a gun. I'm over my three minutes, but I don't give a shit. They said he was, he's like, I'm going to get my gun. And I just find that to be hard to believe. Like who the fuck's, when the cops are fighting with you or the cops are there, who says I'm going to get my gun? Who warns them that I'm going to go get a gun? You know what I mean? Like you, if you're going to shoot somebody or you're going to get a gun, you're going to go get it without giving people fucking warning or giving them, you know, the upper hand by telling them that. And the thing is, is I don't know if they seen him pull a gun out in the car, but until you see that gun, you can't, you can't shoot somebody just because they might get a gun. I was saying, you know, if you somebody they pull somebody over and they reach for their glove box to grab their registration and their insurance or their driver's license, just, you know, they might be grabbing a gun. So can you just shoot anybody who reaches at their glove box? No. And then there were people saying that he was just, he was in a vehicle and it was, you know, a vehicle could you use, is used as a deadly weapon if he ran, ran somebody over. And, but you don't know, like as soon as, 
as soon as he pulls away or and he or he try and he pour, and he starts driving towards somebody, that's when you shoot. I mean, this is the weird thing is when I was in the Air Force, I was trained in deadly force. And they taught us if somebody can be standing there with a the gun pointing at the ground and you still don't shoot them. As the split second that they start raising that gun up, and I know it sounds crazy because it might be too late, but you just got to be ready. And as soon as that gun starts coming up at you, then you, then you use deadly force. You know, they, there's been a lot of incidents where people want death, like suicide by cop, and they'll just hold a gun or they're threatening to kill themselves and they're just holding a gun and you, you know, they don't necessarily have the intent to shoot the cops until they raise the gun and, 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 and whatnot. So that's my rant. Know all the facts. Don't listen to the fucking media. I don't know how many times I got to say, don't listen to the media. I went on for five fucking minutes. Maybe it's got to be the five minute rant. I'm just going to keep bumping it up. <laughs> so like I was saying earlier, fishing has been a huge part of my life. Uh, especially recently when you go out fishing, it kind of takes your mind off stuff. Uh, you get if you go out with buddies or you're fishing with somebody else you can you can get some boat therapy you can chat with each other talk about what's going on and in your life and you know you give each other advice and it's just you have nothing but time to sit out there and talk while you're fishing unless you're catching a bunch of fish you know and you're busy with that which is good in its own part you know good in itself but when the fish aren't biting which happens sometimes you just you have nothing but time to sit and chat with each other and it's great therapy, and I love being out there with my buddy Mike. I'll get into Mike here in a minute. Uh, as a kid, we went fishing all the time. Uh, I know my my family tells me the fondest, you know, they can remember all the time, and my fondest memories are being out in the boat. My my brother and my sister, my, my mom and my dad, when they were still together, would take us fishing as a family all the time. Uh, we would, you know, me and my brother would fish in the creek or whatever right next to our house and catch creek chubs and bullheads and other stuff. We put minnow traps in there to catch bait. We were always just fishing as kids. Fishing and hunting was a big part of my, my childhood. Uh, once I got into high school, uh, we had access to a boat. Me and my buddy Dan Crane, he had the truck. I had the boat. Uh, it was my, gramp, my, my grandpa Bert had this green boat with a 15-horse Johnson on it. Actually, I think when we first started using it, it was this old-ass 8.8 .8 Johnson. And then uh, we would just go fish uh, Summit Lake all the time, Big Stone Lake, catch walleyes, and just any kind of fish we could get on, we would catch them. And that green boat fin later became my boat. My dad gave me the green boat later on, and then it had a 15-horse Johnson and the 8.8. .8, and I would actually run both motors at the same time. And it's a 16-foot boat, but it's super light. And it would scoot with both motors on there, believe it or not. Then I joined the Air Force, and my dad actually gave me the green boat later on. I just kind of wanted to bring it up and say I got it. But uh, I joined the Air Force, and I was stationed in Minot. We were near Lake Darling, uh, Lake Sakakawea, which is part of the Missouri River. Uh, me and my buddy Nick and Mike, my fishing buddy now, I knew him that long ago. I've known Mike for 19 years. We met in 2001 in the Air Force together, and a lot of things in life had happened that brought us back together, and now he's my best friend and my best fishing buddy. And, I'm, and he's helped me so much in life, and I've helped him, and I couldn't ask for a better friend. The guy is an amazing father. He's just a sweetheart of a man, and he deals with a lot of you know issues from being in the military and stuff too. So we mean him relate on so many issues, and he gives such good advice, and I try to give him good advice, and he's, he's just the best. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop bragging up Mike, but 
I wouldn't go fishing all that much. I, I wish I would have fished more. And then I kind of fell off fishing and got into, into life with, you know, having kids and being married. And then uh, I got stationed in Grand Forks. I, I didn't go fishing much in Grand Forks still. And then five years later, being in Grand Forks, somebody finally, I think it was Mike, was telling me, dude, you got to go down to the Red River and fish it. And he would always ask me to go, and I'd make some excuse to not go. I just wasn't really into fishing. I wish I would have been. And so I find out about the Red River and that there's big catfish and there's any kind of fish you can think about in the Red River. Well, I started fishing from shore and the Red River's got a pretty good current to it. So what you, what you do is, or what I do is, is I get a one, one ounce or one and a half ounce weight and I put it on the line. I tie a barrel swivel on there, which is like two, it's like a, I don't even know how to explain it. But it's got two loops on each end, so I tie it to the one end, and then I tie another line about a foot, a foot and a half long on the other side with a three-aught or even a two-aught hook, a big old hook, and we use uh, frogs, uh, sucker minnows, we cut them up, any sort of cut bait. If you catch some sort of shit fish, moon eyes, uh, little carp or something, well, not carp, but suckers, we chop them up into pieces, and you throw out that food a catfish are kind of a scavenger they feed off the bottom a lot they eat anything and i was fishing from shore and the current would take my weight and my bait and drag it down and i'd pretty much be perpendicular with the shore well there's a lot of shit in there a lot of trees that fall down from when it flooded floods and stuff a lot of debris gets in there and i was snagging constantly but we would still do it i remember me and uh, my roommate nikki her boyfriend cooper mike we found this little shore spot that was like a little inlet, so there wasn't so much current there. And we would go out there and fish all night long. We'd put bells and little lights on our poles. And we'd start a fire, and we'd all hang out there until we'd hear our bell, our bell go off, and we'd go pull in a big cat or whatever it was. And then my dad gave me the green boat, and it changed everything. Now, being out in a boat, you're not fishing from shore, and it's not you know dragging you down the river. You can just throw out the back of the boat. And just leave your rods and rod holders or just prop them up in the boat and you just sit and wait. A lot of people find it to be boring because you're not casting and reeling, casting and reeling or jigging. You just throw it out and you wait. I like it. It's like the lazy man's fishing. You know, I like throwing lures and, and reeling in and stuff and fishing other ways. But man, you just throw out these big poles and you just wait and they'll start bouncing. We've had poles break off freaking rod holders on our boats. They hit so hard. Or Mike the other night, I was sitting right next to his rod and the rod holder and all of a sudden the drag just starts running and we're like, holy shit. And it was, uh, it was about 24 pounds per the scale Mike has, give or take a pound or two. It was a big ass cat and you could tell right away by the way it took off running with it. Uh, we've been catching a bunch of walleyes on the river. Mike's caught some pretty decent walleyes. Kelsey had a big one up next to the boat the other day and we couldn't get it in because we forgot our net. I caught a couple of big cats that day too. And with catfish, you get them, you can just kind of reach in and grab them. You can either grab them by the mouth and they'll clamp down on your hand and it don't feel the best, but as you know, you grab them by the, uh, you reach up under their gill and then you can kind of grab them under their skull bone and lift them in and without hurting them. You don't want to grab them by the gills. If you, if you fuck up one little gill on a fish, they're going to die. So we've been catching walleyes and I'm, every time I tell people at the bait shop or anywhere that we're catching walleyes on the red river, they're like, Holy shit, like we usually catch them at the beginning of the year, not later. Well, we've had such a wet summer 
that you have all these little coolies, the dike system that runs around Grand Forks, and they run into the river, and some of them are, they're cleaner water. So what that does is they're rushing in, making rapids, and it aerates the water, brings in the bait fish, and then with the clear water, the walleyes, the, the, the pike, uh, there's some smallmouth bass in there. They can actually see the bait fish better and not have to hunt by smell so much. The fucking Red River is just murky and just muddy, and the fish in there pretty much have to, uh, to, to hunt by scent. They can't really see much going on. I mean, I don't fucking know. I'm not a fish, but that's just... That's just what I hear. So throwing out lures on the Red River is pretty much pointless. You just got to fish from bottom with a night crawler, cut bait, frogs, something like that. Well, we get up in there. We either fish it from shore or get the boat up in closer. And you kind of throw your you throw out into that clearer water. And we've been catching a bunch of walleyes, northern smallmouth. Uh, me and Mike found a couple different spots that work really well. We caught a bunch of walleyes the other night. Well, I should say Mike did. I caught one. And Mike hammered the fish that night. And we were talking about it. It's funny how it always goes. One guy always seems to hammer the fish. And the other guy is, is just not catching so many. But there are nights we both catch a bunch. And there's nights we don't catch anything. But even on the nights you don't catch anything, it ain't like I'm sad or I feel like I wasted my time. I'm just happy to be out in the boat uh, getting that boat therapy that me and Mike both need. And it's, it's a good bonding experience if you're fishing with somebody you like or care about. Uh, Robin's not really into fishing. She'll go out in the boat with me to catch some rays, but not a big fisher woman. <laughs> you know, people who do have a girlfriend or a wife that do like to go fishing with them, I could say maybe it helps their relationship because they have something in common or they're out in the boat fighting and bickering the whole time, like her snagging and him snagging and they yell at each other or, take my fish off. I don't want to touch the worm. Ew, it's like, come on now. If you're going to be out here, I'm busy fishing, taking fish off, trying to get shit done. You need to be this, you know, you need to be a little more independent with fishing. But, you know, and I'm always down, like when you, especially when you fish with kids. So I take my kids out fishing all the time. It really is just Kelsey and Carter when they're up here. Davey's not a fish, not a big fisherman. He's a video game guy like me. But, you know, I, I force him to go out sometimes and he's, I'm bored. I don't want to be out here. Well, sometimes you just got to force him to go do something and hope they have a good time doing it. You know, I think if he caught a bunch of fish, he would, he would be happier, but like sometimes the red river is pretty slow. This year is weird because normally you could throw a night crawler out on the bottom and within a couple minutes you're getting a bite and catching something. Even if it's a stone cat, which are these little annoying, uh, catfish that are in there, uh, some carp, some moon eyes, sucker, something, you know, you're catching fish and that's all the kids really want to do. Smaller catfish too on, on a night crawler. I caught a fucking giant catfish in the Turtle River. I don't know if some of you guys seen me post it the other day. Either Tristan got a video of it on the time on my. It's fun, the funny. I use this pink pole and I like it because it's very sensitive and you can really feel the fish when they bite. And when I'm fishing for uh, walleyes or something smaller, that's, I like to use that pole. Well, that's the second time on a tiny hook and a piece of night crawler that I've hooked a decent sized catfish and a big catfish. And had to fight it and battle it to reel it in. Uh, I got big ass catfishing poles, and you can pretty much crank. And I got you know 30 pound tests on there. You can pretty much crank any fish in uh, pretty easily. Uh, sometimes they get in the current; it makes it a little harder. Uh, catfish like to dive under the boat for some reason. You just got to try to get them out from underneath the boat without getting tangled in the motor or the anchor line or something. The kids, you know, Kelsey loves fishing. Carter loves fishing, and it's just a good bonding experience. But what I was saying is I don't think the kids realize how much work it is and how, you know, I don't know if they appreciate 
prepping the boat, you know, you got to get gas in the boat. I always buy a few snacks or sunflower seeds, some waters, a few drinks, which adds up, you know, the bait and stuff. It adds up a little bit. It's not too bad, you know, if you just buy some, you know, buy some cheaper snacks, some water and stuff. And I'm out there like, you know, they, the thing with the Red River is you snag a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of shit in there. Even from a boat, you'll snag quite a bit. You break off or cut yourself off and you got to retie. So I'm sitting there retying rigs a lot. I'm taking fish off. Uh, Kelsey can take her own fish off. She can put her bait on. She's such my little fisherman. She's awesome. You know, so as a dad, you're pretty busy out there and you don't got a lot of time to fish yourself. Uh, that giant catfish the other day, Tristan actually was holding the pole. And all of a sudden, he was like, I think I got one. I look over, and the pole's bent over, and he's trying to reel it in. And I just grabbed the pole, and I'm like, you want to reel him in, buddy? And he, and the, the pole almost yanked out of both of our hands. And he goes, no way. And so I grabbed the pole, and I that was that big cat that I cranked in. So fishing with the kids, fishing with your it can be a very good bonding experience, creating memories, uh, teaching them some skills. When they get older, maybe they'll want to fish and take their family fishing and and just it's it's awesome and i'm so glad i found the red river uh me and mike we go over to devil's lake every once in a while and try to get on some walleyes over there we caught a whole bunch mike caught a decent walleye that one night and devil's lake they say is the best shore fishing lake in the in the united states uh, you, you see tons of people fishing from shore and, and you catch a lot of walleyes in northern that way uh, it's not that hard to get on fish in Devil's Lake. When you're fishing a new lake that you're not familiar with, if you don't have a depth finder especially, it can be tough to kind of find fish or, or know what what you're fishing in. Oh, first yawn of the podcast. Or you know, or you can't see the cover underneath the you know, if you're on rocks or or weeds or whatever down there. So it's it's gonna be tough if you don't have a depth finder and if you're not that familiar with the lake. Mike had a buddy tell him where this spot is and we go out and we sit on that spot and it, it it's great. We like it. We catch walleyes there, and it, I just love catching walleyes. Uh, they're good to eat. They put up a good fight. They're kind of tricky to catch sometimes. They're kind of finicky, and it's kind of a it's kind of a challenge to catch walleyes. And also, like I said, I, I like I don't want to tell you guys where my spot is. Not that I really care, but it's close to my house, so it's pretty easy just to pick up and grab a. You know, I usually have some night, extra night crawlers in the fridge. Uh, grab a box of night crawlers and just head down to the river um i'll catch a frog there's tons of frogs yeah tons of frogs down there i'll go catch one and throw it on the big pole hoping i can catch a catfish uh last night i caught a, a probably like a five six pound catfish on a frog and then i was to retie a rig and and the big pole went off again and mike grabs it to set the hook and the line broke right away which i don't know why it broke maybe i had a bad knot or something and the fish hit the water when Mike set the hook, and it was a big catfish. I wish we could have got it, but that shit happens. You miss fish, you know, it's part of the game. But it, it's cool. Like, I catch walleyes out of there. I catch these giant sucker minnows that we can use for bait. A lot of suckers. I uh, caught a few northern. There's, it's, and it blew my mind. I'm down there fishing. I'm like, holy shit, I just caught a walleye in this little river. And it, to me, it's like a creek. <laughs> Growing up, we always called it a crick. Uh, we live next to this, uh, it's, I don't, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's, it's a creek. We called it a creek. Always growing up, it was like a, a stream. It'd be like a puddle, a stream, a creek, a creek, a river, and then a lake, you know, your different size of body of water. And I, I, I meet other people. I've only met a, I had like a couple people in life that said, yeah, I've heard it called a creek before. 
And I don't know if some guy just said creak really fast and it comes out quick. Or somebody with a weird, like, get over there quick. We got to get on the creek. Quick. Got to get to the creek. I don't know. Fuck. But it, it's not, so I'm saying it's not that big of a body of water. It's, you know, the water's moving through there pretty quick. The spot I found has some rapids by it. So maybe that's the whole aerates the water thing or the fish can't really swim upstream because the, uh, the, the water's moving so quick. I threw out a minnow trap and haven't really caught shit. A couple crayfish in there and some weird little sucker. It wasn't a sucker. It was like a shiner minnow thing. It was, you know, and I used it for bait. So that's pretty much my life in fishing. And the thing with it is I enjoy it so much, just like jujitsu. Like I, I, I push jujitsu on people. I tell them, hey, just show up, just do it, and it'll change your life. Obviously, it's not for everybody. And I say that about fishing. But a lot of people don't know how to fish, don't know where to go, don't have the equipment. So me and Mike are really thinking about starting our own guide service. Like he's already been researching a bunch about it, getting in the LLC, trying to think of some names. Uh, Master Baiters is our is our current joke that we have for a name. And you know, Master, I think Max, Mike sent it to me. And he was like, Master Baiters, and our slogan can be, uh, it's not the size of the worm it's how you wiggle it or something is so dumb i don't think we would go with that it doesn't sound very professional uh, we like river rats a little bit uh, i was thinking of the veterans thing um, you know i wanted to take veterans out and almost like be like a non-profit but we think maybe it'll be better and we'll get more business or we'll be able to take more people out if we just make it a guide service i don't know how much you would charge somebody or not but you can hit us up uh even if you want to go fishing right now, even before we started, hit me up and we can set up a time and I'll take you out fishing. I've got nothing going on. Uh, Ron over at the farm, the old veteran man, <laughs> the old veteran man, the old man, he, uh, he sold me his old farm truck. He had a 94 Ford, four-wheel drive. It's a stick shift, uh, not extended cab or nothing. I think it's a long box and he sold it to me finally. You know, I, I was like, I kind of, he let me borrow it all the time. And one day I was like, what are you going to sell that thing to me for? And he gave me a very fair price, and I bought it from him. So now I got something to pull my boat. Now I can go fishing a lot more. Now I can bring more people fishing. So if you're out there and you want to go fishing with me, me or Mike, let me know, and we'll definitely take you out. We don't mind taking other people. I know when people people post on Facebook sometimes, and they're like, take me fishing. And a lot of times it is me and Mike, and I prefer it that way. It's kind of our thing together. Uh, he took some girl out fishing today that, that really wanted to go fishing, and... It's a mutual friend of him and his wife, so it ain't like something going on, you know what I mean? Uh, so he took her out fishing, and I'm sure he'll call me here shortly and let me know how he did. He always lets me know through text or he calls me. And I love it. I enjoy it, and, I, and I'm glad me and Mike have that thing, that bond together. But I'm also down to, to take other people out. So if you want to go fishing, let me know. We'll take you out. Try to catch some big catfish. You can, like I said, you can kind of catch anything in the river, so it's pretty easy to fish. With that being said, I think that is it, man. That's the podcast. I can't thank everybody enough for listening. I can't thank everybody enough who comes to my stream and says hi to me. I was still streaming every night. I, I go from 10 till 4 in the morning. I know my sleep cycle is all fucked up. Robin always tells me, your sleep cycle is messed up. But I, I just don't. My internet during the day seems to be a little shitty for streaming and gaming at the same time. I, our internet here is garbage. I hate it. But at night, it seems to be better, and I can play. I played a bunch of Apex Legends last night. I've been playing Minecraft. I get a lot of viewers when I play Minecraft, and it's more chill. More chill, and I can chat with the, the people that come in and chat with me. I can kind of engage with them more. When I'm playing Apex, it's pretty intense, and I'm kind of into the game. 
and I, I don't read the chat and I don't chat with people and some people want you to chat with them and they might stick around longer. Give me a follow, give me a share, give me a view, whatever. But I thank everybody who comes in. If you haven't, come in, check me out. Don't be afraid to just say hi, say what's up. Uh, my buddy Joel, shout out to Joel, was asking me last night when this podcast was going to be out. And believe it or not, he lit a little fire under my ass and I go, I know, I need to get one out. And sitting down and doing this, I'm just, I'm a talker. It's easy for me. I don't, you know, I don't know why I don't do it more often. I just don't want to go on these rants about what's going on in America with COVID, all the racial tension, uh, police brutality and stuff. It's just, I, sometimes I feel like politics and people are sick of hearing it, you know, and, and this year with politics, it's just so ridiculous that we have to choose between Trump or Biden. And I know there's a third party, Joe Jorgensen, but just even talking about the third party is... And maybe this is the year the third party gets a big vote, but I don't think it'll ever be enough. You have your red and your blue and people will choose either or, you know, you could have Hitler be on the whatever side he would be. I think he'd be a Democrat. <laughs> if you, you know, and they, people would vote for him just because and then people are going to vote for Biden just because it's not Trump. It, it's a crazy time we're living in. And if it doesn't tell you that our I'm going to rant again, Dave. If it doesn't tell you how fucked up our political system is that we have to choose between uh, an old pervert pedophile and an, another old pervert racist, and you can call him racist or not, I don't know, then it's, it's, if you don't, you don't, if you don't understand how fucked up our politics are, then you just, you just, you're, in, you're under, living under a rock <laughs> or you're fucking brainwashed by your party and having a two party system where they, the parties fight and bicker and bitter and they and they barter with each other about what they can put in these bills that are supposed to help the people and it's just them trying to help themselves and the people that give them money that they lobby to there was another rant for you guys at the end thank you so much for listening thanks for all the people who who come to my stream thank you all the people who write me and tell me ask me when the next podcast is coming out i know i haven't been that consistent but oh and i always say i'm gonna try but maybe i'm just i'm just random and i'm spermatic sporadic right now and me you know i need to just pump a bunch of these out I, I heard some really cool advice on a podcast the other day is just sit down record a bunch of them record one and after this just do another one and but save it uh put it out later on or, you know and if you have because if you have the time to do them just do a bunch or do a few do a couple and save one for a little bit later when you don't have time to do it but i got time what am i talking about making all these excuses all the time so thanks again for listening. Uh, shout outs again are going to go out to uh, the good old Blasting Cast with uh, Theo. They just dropped their 15th podcast. They're cruising along. And I, you know, I, he asked me advice when he first started. And I was like, consistency, man. Just keep them coming. People will be waiting for the next one. And they're doing the damn thing. They always got some good content. They talk. It's a fishing-based podcast. I like it. I listen to it. Uh, every time and they're getting better with every podcast just like me when I first started I was a, I was a mess you know what I mean I couldn't talk for shit I mean I could talk but I had a lot of these verbal pauses and ums and uhs and whatevers <sighs> thank you guys so much for listening another birthday shout out it's Carter's birthday today happy birthday buddy 13 years old he's growing up way too fast he made uh, the starting football team and he's just, he's a big boy and he is, he's athletic like me and his mom. And he is, uh, he's kicking ass as a football player. And I hope he goes somewhere with it. You know, he can keep playing, get a college scholarship, something. Uh, I don't really care for football. I don't watch it or nothing like that. I think it's bad. People get CTE and the head trauma that comes from it. 
But man, like, I feel like, who am I going to judge of an MMA fighter? So you live once. YOLO! But thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Later.